I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Nothing Concrete, the Barbican podcast. I'm Josie Long and this is Sound Unbound, where we explore the music that moves creative minds. Today, we're joined by a director whose politics are at the heart of his work, with films like I, Daniel Blake, The Wind That Shakes the Barley, and Land and Freedom. So it's no surprise that he's chosen a piece of music with a strong political story. Um, My name's Ken Loach, and the um, music that I'd like to talk about is the Dvorak Cello Concerto, and I think we'll hear the last movement. We're going to hear about Czech music, but first, we need to hear about Czech cinema. My memories of the Dvořák Cello Concerto go back to 1968. The biggest influence on me as a director and the great enjoyment of the people I knew in cinema uh, in the 60s were, were, the, were the Czech films of the, the Czech New Wave. And um, we liked them for their simplicity, their apparent simplicity, their humanity, their comedy, the warmth of the the way they showed people the very simple stories that, um, in fact, were very important stories. Things like Milos Forman's A Blonde in Love or Peter and Pavla or Yuri Mensel's um, Closely Observed Trains and various other films of that time. The cameraman that I came to work with was Chris Menges, and he'd worked with a a cameraman called Miroslav Ondracek as his assistant. And he and I talked about those films and the the style of photography that they employed. And it was to do with natural light, very sympathetic light. It was to do with an observed style of filmmaking where the camera sat back from the action. It didn't didn't intervene between the people in the scene. It, it observed the men again in a sympathetic way. And the lenses corresponded to the human eye. And they were generally at eye level. So that you felt you were present. You were, you were a quiet, sympathetic observer to the scenes as they unfolded. So we liked all that. And, and that informed us in how we worked on a film called Kess, which we shot in 1968. Coincidentally, in August of 68, when we were filming, the Soviet tanks rolled into Prague. And that time in Czech history was destroyed. The filmmaking was destroyed. The, the Soviets took over, the Stalinists took over and wrecked that possibility of uh, socialism with a human face, as it was called. 
So Chris and I and everybody concerned, because we've been touched by their films, were very, I think, felt as far as we could for the, the plight of the Czech people. Then I heard the cello concerto. And it spoke of great affection by the composer, for, by Borjek, for, for his, the people he knew, there's a sense of warmth, the humanity, all the things that we saw in the cinema, or thought we saw. Sense of longing for, for um, a, a peaceful, dignified, human way to live. It was very touching, and and so the the, the cello concerto has stayed with me obviously all, um, since, and not only enjoy it as a as a wonderful piece of music, but also for the for the sadness of those times, but also for the generosity of spirit, the comedy, the the warmth, the human warmth that I think Vojak captures, and that uh, I remember from those films. Here's conductor Ben Jernan to tell us about Dvorak, a composer born in 1841 who became hugely successful within his lifetime. One thing I find really fascinating about Dvorak is his human character. He was the eldest of 14 children. He was surrounded by folk music in his childhood. He had nine children himself, six of which survived infancy, and he also suffered from agoraphobia. His love life was a little bit strange to begin with. He fell in love with one of his students called Josefina, who was 16 at the time, and she wanted to be an actress, and he was teaching her piano. Unfortunately, she didn't fall in love with Dvorak. So he then thought, OK, I'll fall in love with her little sister instead. So he decided to marry Anna, and... They moved to New York in the early 1890s. He was offered half a million pounds in today's terms to go and be the director of the New York Conservatory. And he was at this time very famous for having created a wonderfully strong Czech voice in his compositions. And he had created a national identity for classical music in Czechoslovakia. And so the people of America really wanted the same for them. So he was taken over to America and given this great task of creating a national identity for American classical music. And this, for him, was a really important moment in his career. Let's go back to 1968 and to Ken Loach's Czech connection. Um, I, I think the feelings are very fresh. I mean, I don't, you don't hear it every week, so when I do hear it, it, it evokes that time. I can't help it evoking that time. And the enjoyment of the music is coloured by those memories. The music became very publicly associated with the uh, the, the the Soviet in, the, the Russian invasion, um, and that was by Rostropovich, um, and the performances uh, very eloquent, and I think was known to be Rostropovich was known to be moved by the events that had happened. So, so that is the recording, you know, that everyone knows, and you can't fail to be moved by it.
There is a very famous recording of the Dvorak Cello Concerto. It's from the BBC Proms on the 21st of August 1968, where Rostropovich, a Russian cellist, was playing the concerto with a Russian orchestra, the USSR State Symphony, with Svetlanov, also a Russian conductor. Now, the important thing to note here is that this happened on the same day that Russia invaded Czechoslovakia to end the Prague Spring. And the performance began with heckling and protest. The audience were furious that Russia had invaded Czechoslovakia. People in the audience described seeing Rostropovich having tears running down his eyes. It was very clear to everybody where his sympathies lay. And at the end of the performance, he held up the score of the cello concerto as a gesture of solidarity for Dvorak's homeland and the city of Prague, a city that Rostropovich absolutely adored. Well, I mean, the, the one or two themes there that that um, that, that are are very eloquent. Um, I'm, I'm not sufficient of a musicologist to either hum them, God forbid, or say where they come. But uh, I think the the tunes within it are very well known, and and um, the, the cello sweeps sweeps through them, and you can read them in a number of ways. You know, like greeting old friends. I think someone said, or, or of um, Grief at the passing of a moment. Ben's got the story of one of the most famous themes in the cello concerto. Whilst the Dvorak family were in New York, around 1895, Josephina, his sister-in-law, the lady he was originally in love with, became very ill and news had just reached them. In response to hearing this news, Dvorak feverishly started writing the cello concerto and completed it within six weeks. Within the concerto, in the second movement, he included her favourite song that he had written, a song called Leave Me Alone. And one can really sense that he's feeling extremely homesick for Josephina and the sadness that he felt and this real sense of being extremely far away from maybe the woman that he loved right from the very beginning. He returned home and she died a month later and he revised the end of the piece to create this coda where there is a sense of dying away before the orchestra come up once more for a final hurrah. And for me, what's really interesting here in this piece is Tvorjat's human response to loss, human response to love, and human response to being far away from those you love. The cello is so well suited to that plaintive longing sound. And Ken Loach has used it to great effect in his own creative partnership with the composer George Fenton. Um, I've worked with George Fenton, and, who's written the music for, for our films and um, for many years. And he, he's used the cello to great effect, particularly in a, a film he did called um, Land and Freedom about the Spanish Civil War and the splits on the left between the side led by the Social Democrats and the, the Russian Communists and the those by the, the revolutionary left. Um, the revolutionary left lost, mainly because of, of the, the um, hard line of, of the, the, the Russian Communist Party. But again, people who had fought fascism were, some of them killed, um, disoriented, disorganized, and lost that great possibility. Um, of a social revolution as well as defeating fascism. And George's use, he used a cello octet, actually, a 
It was a wonderful sound. I mean, absolutely beautiful sound. And, and again, captured hope and grief. Before we wrap this episode up, I'll leave you with Ben and Ken Loach with some final thoughts on Dvorak's Czech musical identity and spirit. Dvorak was a master at creating a national sound for Czechoslovakia. When you listen to his music, you can hear these melodies that spin, they go on forever and ever, and you get this really warm sense of sentimentality in his string writing and wind figures that are fleeting and joyful and almost like little peasant dances. And combining this all together, you get a composer who is extremely comfortable at expressing his heart, but at also expressing tension, dark sounds, but also joyful and uplifting sounds too. I, I picture landscape, picture faces, really. Picture um, the various times I've gone to Eastern Europe, not only Czechoslovakia, but particularly around during the time when the, 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 the war was across Europe. People, people's faces, um, particularly um, working-class faces, friendship, warmth, a kind of generosity of spirit. And uh, the things I think, I, I think that uh, Dvořák sort of tried to um, evoke in, in, in his music. Thanks to Ken Loach, Ben Jernan and to you for listening to this episode of Sound Unbound with me, Josie Long. In the next episode, we'll be talking to the comedian Jade Adams about second chances, death and opera. We should be infiltrating children's minds with classical music and I, I am evidence of the effect that a music teacher that cared about me. I'm a, I'm working class. My mum worked at Asda. And my my mum and dad have done everything they can to sort of put me in the right directions and they're great parents. But if it wasn't for that one teacher at my school taking a, an interest in me, I don't know where I'd be. Thanks for listening to Sound Unbound, part of Nothing Concrete from The Barbican. To listen to the rest of the series, subscribe to Nothing Concrete on Acast, Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you'd like to hear more of the music connected to this episode, listen and subscribe to the Barbican's Sound Unbound playlist on Spotify. Sound Unbound is produced by Freya Hellier for Loftus Media. The assistant producer is Alex Quinn. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.